The Euroallegiance podcast is brought to you in part by the generosity of our wonderful Patreon supporters. Visit patreon.com forward slash the Euroallegiance podcast for bonus episodes, behind the scenes content, merchandise and more. Now, let's get to this week's show. chunky bits of plastic more than the uh, the words <laughs> i found myself when i was reading the bio I was going oh that figure is quite cool no no you've got to do them once you don't need them again <laughs> yeah this is when you know you're getting too into the lore is when it's costing you more money especially about the older figures this week we're going to follow up on the lore from last week a little bit maybe fill out some gaps that we've uh, discovered since and we're also going to talk about a little bit of news that was dropped this week, uh, All-Star 6. So, we happy to do that, gents? Yes, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, All-Star is very exciting yes. news. Very good. Well, uh, I'd like to welcome Malcolm Kennedy back, as usual, and uh, Richard Jones. How have we been doing this week, guys? Yeah, not, not too bad, thank you. Um, I spent most of uh, Monday um, being the scalpel I am, deciding what figures I wanted to sell. Um which customs I no longer needed, etc. So watch out eBay. There's a lot of stuff coming. And then watch out uh, customizers and uh, 3D part shops because there's a yes. lot of that cash coming back to your way. <laughs> it's the circle of life in the house of Jones. And you, Malcolm? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's been all right. Um, as, yeah, for our American friends who listen, it was bank holiday over here. Um, so we've had a long weekend, and I wasn't really very productive at all during it, not like Rich. <laughs> I got to do something very similar to Rich, but uh, I've taken photos. Nothing's gotten posted yet. <laughs> so. That's okay. At least you have them yeah. when you have the time, and uh, you have the right little bit of text to put Link. with them. <laughs> you can put them up. Yeah. yeah, it was good, the bank holiday, because... Uh, here on the continent, it, the, we just get the bank holiday on the day it's happened. Whereas I know in the UK, they always roll it to a Monday of whatever month. So here it's always the 1st of May, no matter if that's a Saturday, Sunday, Friday, whatever. Uh, but this year was a Monday, so uh, UK was off too. So that was uh, fun. And uh, my friends in Ireland as well were off. So it was uh, nice to be all off at the same time. And without one to make people too jealous, but we've got next Monday off as well. We have. Another oh. bank holiday for the coronation. Oh, very good. And we have Tuesday off here in uh, continental Europe because it's Europe Day, which you guys would have had if you didn't do that little vote a couple of years ago, <laughs> or, or, or at least for the 52% of your countrymen, at least. That would have meant I was only in work two days next week. That would have been amazing. Yeah, that would have been good, yeah. Richard, you've really gone through this with the, with the fine-tooth comb, which is uh, excellent. I have uh, brushed up. Uh, I've gone back over... The Legions Con stuff that Jeremy uh, read and uh, also did a, a show where he talks about the lore. I even got a few messages from Jeremy where he was saying he enjoyed the show, 
but uh, he was also uh, screaming at his uh, headphones uh, because he wanted to uh, maybe correct us, correct us and uh, <laughs> expand on and, oh, no, it's not like that. It's going to be like this. But, of course, uh, that will come later uh, when when the time is right and when we get his, uh, his uh, epic tome that he's uh, doing with uh, the epic Eric Treadway, the genius behind this line that we're all talking about. Can I just say, I, I cannot wait for that book. Oh, yes. Um, I love stuff like that anyway. And in, in a line that I'm really enthralled with anyway, it's just going to be brilliant. I mean, Nate's art, Trevor's photos, Eric and Jeremy writing it. It's just going to be great. I used to collect all sorts of those um, making of books and art of books for cinema. And I've got the Lego, a couple of the Lego ones. So, yeah, this sort of thing's right up my street as well. Even <laughs> though the law's not my most uh, important bit, it's still good to, and interesting to know. Yeah, but you've got all the art in there. You've got, uh, there's also Trevor's photographs as well as uh, Nate's art. So, I mean, well, I'm sure there's more than just the four of the guys involved, but definitely four of the most creative people in the line. I just want to pick up on the fact Malcolm mentioned Lego there. If you're listening, Jeremy and Eric, if you want to do a, a line of Lego-inspired Mythic Legions, um, we'll do, do that. Yeah, we'll take it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure what cut Lego needs, but it'd be <laughs> worth it. It'll sell. Didn't uh, wasn't it Brian Burke uh, from Von Burke? He did um, a Vorgus Romilius so, yeah, uh, custom in Lego back in the back in the day. He probably still has. I don't know if he's selling it, them or anything, but I know he did them and uh, everything. Very basic <laughs> when you're part of the Legions yeah. team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we just addicts need nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but this will be one coffee table book that I will actually flick through more than once. I oh, think. Yeah, definitely. Um, because that's my tendency with, I uh, have a lot of the Masters of the Universe books. And I think the art one I have really, uh, that one is really well read. But some of the other ones are... Do you know what's the funny thing about it? I've never picked up either of the Turtle or any of the Turtles ones, because there's a couple now, isn't there? Or the He-Man ones, yeah. for fear that I'll look through and be like, oh, I quite like that. Oh, I wish I had that. I wish I had that. So, oh yeah, the the dangerous one in in the He Man one is the Pixel Dan uh, book, the toys of Masters yeah. of the Universe, because that has basically a page on every toy from the vintage, through New Adventures, two thousand X classics, the Super Seven figures, I think, it, all the way to the Super Seven um, the five point five ones they did as well. I think that's where it covers. So it's very interesting because I know when I had, I had a lot of loose classics that I was putting together and actually used that book uh, just to make sure I had the right accessories with the figures in my little baggies. So that was uh, that was useful. Handy. Yeah, exactly. So I'm sure somebody can do a Mythic Legion's book about that <laughs> at some stage, but I think I, I think we don't need that yet. We have the website. That's a really great resource. Um, I think that's good for that for the moment. Uh, much more interesting to get the lore and the art and the photographs of Trevor. Oh, yeah. I mean, the website's great. The fact they've got an armory on it as well. When I was sorting out some stuff to sell um, yesterday, again, just went onto the, the armory. We were like, okay, yeah, like, those characters are the ones that have got the crossbow. Right. This random crossbow I have must be one of those. I can then narrow it down on the searches. And have you, do you have the Trevor calendar? Have you changed over to May yet? I just see that I haven't. Trevor, if you're listening at this point, turn off for a second. <laughs> Um, I do have the calendar, but I've not actually turned any of the pages yet because oh I'm useless like that. <laughs> You're going to cut out the art at the end of the year, aren't you? And just uh, <laughs> yeah. intend to put it in a frame, but never do. 
Yeah, something like that. Sounds about right. Last week we started off with Helios and Celine, and I think uh, we had them as the kind of Adam and Eve, but I think they're more uh, the gods uh, from from the stuff that Jeremy had. It goes into a little bit more um, detail on them. It's the same basic uh, thing, but uh, so Helios is the god of the planet, so he created the whole planet and he knows every single inch of the planet. And uh, Celine was the god of the living beings, so she created everything. So Richard, when you talked about who was it, the four great beasts that were her children, um, I think definitely they were part of it. I think when it talks about her children, it's everything that's living is her children, up until the point when obviously uh, Helios does a bit of a freaker and uh, creates all the... Yeah, the stuff that Jeremy read out specifically talked about man as well, didn't it? as beasts, so yeah, yeah, everything. So then Helios, tired of creating, or he tried to create life, uh, and that's that's what it says here that he, he tried to create life because of his jealousy and anger. He ended up creating evil beings. So he tried to create life in order to maybe balance out what Celine was doing. I think that was his first uh, instinct in order to you know, get her attention back and see, could he create some life? And then she wasn't the only one in charge of life. Um, and of course, he created the evil and we know what happened next. Uh, there's a really nice uh, quote on the, um, on this that I took note of, that Jeremy wrote, or that's in the book, or should be in the book, if, if they keep the pages the way they are. So it says, peace is to be treasured for it is fleeting. It is to be earned through man and beast's respect and acceptance of all beings. For those with the capacity for love and compassion for all beings, unity paves the swiftest path to peaceful times. So I think it's a very idealistic uh, thing, but I think that's where they were at until Helios uh, decided to mess it all up. And uh, I was going to say, he, he does all go. I think it was a question we asked, wasn't it? And it is actually confirmed. It'd be good if we remembered these things that it is the trolls and the orcs and the goblins and, and, the, and probably beast men of some type and all that sort of thing that he created. Yeah, and they were evil just because of all the, the anger that he was holding, wasn't it? So he was, you know, without knowing it almost, I think, pouring out all this anger, frustration, jealousy into the things that he was making. And then I love this thing about uh, Arathir. So Arathir draws people's souls to the dark plane with the touch of the Aether Blade. And then uh, it says that people basically prefer to be crushed by a troll than to be touched by Arathir. They'd rather just get it done with, you know, troll smash me, please, but don't bring me <laughs> through to the dark plane. I don't want to go onto that side of it. So I just thought that that, that, that really shows how how desperate a situation it is once they arrive. I'm wondering if um, the like the, or is it the hammer of Laodiceus, whether that's, that's got something that nullifies that slightly, or, you know, you can imagine Arathir in a fight with Attila or Atlas, if he returns or whoever sort of thing, and the two weapons clashing and whether, you know, the good weapon actually counteracts the other one. Yeah. And the, it says the reason that the castle, or it, it, at least, I deduce from what it says next is that the reason the castle is at the center 
um, is that Selim called all his creations towards her, and she was obviously in the center of the the mythos, and that's where the castle then became from there because all the beings got called towards the center, and then obviously we saw from the map last week that everything, all the bad stuff is coming from the 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 outside of the of the map. Yeah, I thought that was really quite interesting. It's like you know she was the the leader of the fight back almost, or she started the fight back rather. You know, the great beast then took it on, but she was one that actually did something and got them going. Yeah, and then Helios, he, he his plan was to basically undo, once he'd kind of got her attention back and uh, uh, maybe got rid of uh, her her living being so that they could wipe the slate clean and start again, he, he wanted to undo what he'd done and then they have a clean slate and let's start this again and do it in a way that uh, maybe uh, uh, we can, you know, we can have the, or I can have your attention without your attention being taken up by all your creations. Uh, And then he starts to question that. And I think that was one thing that you had uh, also um, brought up, Richard, was that does he just question it or does he actually try and undo it and it doesn't work? Yeah. Listening back to the, the Jeremy thing, it was really interesting to hear that. I think, well, I'm assuming the book will spell out in more detail, but yeah, did he active, you know, did he actively try and undo what he'd done? And they, they were just too powerful and he couldn't do anything about it now, which is saying something as he's a god. Um, or did he think about it and went, nah. Yeah, and then final final couple of things, and then we'll get on to your um to more of your stuff, Richard, that you've brought up here, is I see that after the Great Wars, the Dark Forces return. First trigger of that is that the Order of Aetheron falls from grace. So I always knew it was their fault somehow. <laughs> it's my instinct. I know that any Order, order of Aetheron fans now hate me since the last couple of episodes, I'm sure, because um, I'm really giving them unwarranted, uh, their, their faction unwarranted uh, uh, abuse, I would say. But yeah, that's what it says. It doesn't really give detail as, as to what sort of grace they fell from. It seems to be a lot of infighting and a lot of arguing over. And I mean, I guess it's the it's the religious element. There's always a contention there. You know, are you being religious enough? Are you sticking to the texts, uh, et cetera, et cetera? I, I get that feeling. It's not written or it's not explained, but it seems to be that sort of thing. And then the second thing is that the main trigger that allows the dark forces to return is the loss of the Leoser hammer. So that seems to be key. Um, and that uh, Attila seems to be, and the, the whole faction, but Attila especially seems to be so arrogant that he didn't think this would matter. And he just thought the hammer was a symbol. And obviously the hammer is not a symbol, it's actually containing a great, uh, some sort of a, a power that's keeping the evil at bay. Um, but it, it's written in the lore that its loss allowed the evil to roam free again. And uh, that was the kind of trigger that was able to bring them together for uh, the thing that I really want to know more about, and I'm afraid I don't have any more for you on this, uh, listeners, is the Covenant of Shadow. What went on there? That's the first bit I'm going to flick to in the book (laughs) when I see it. But uh, yeah, so the Leoser Hammer is lost. Um, A bit like my tactics, Leoser Hammer. (laughs) 
I think there's more chance of the real one turning <laughs> up than your yeah. tactics one. I'm going to keep making that joke every week until so last week was Gorgo, this week's Attila. So <laughs> I have to think of an orc joke for next week. Yeah, so so that's where I am. Uh, so then, Rich, if if you want to uh, bring up your highlights, yeah, but you you can of course comment yeah, on I'm that. Just gonna, yeah. I'm just going to say the um, the order of Ethron for uh, falling or going into disrepute in my head is a bit like the sort of Borgia Pope sort of thing. It was like you know, just disgrace. They were more interested in wine, women. So explain explain that. Actually. Explain that Borgia Pope t- thing to me, because I saw you, you wrote that uh, on our notes, but uh, I didn't really understand it. So it was a, a run of popes. I'm not quite sure how many, um, but they basically, they weren't, int- you know, there was no religious element. They were they were in power because of who they were, um, rather than, I'm sure people will tell me I'm slightly wrong on this, but rather than their... Yeah, their That's okay, it's our podcast. We're their pious, devout, uh, you know, nurse and that sort of thing. So basically, yeah, they were just, you know, they they just enjoyed themselves, um, wine, women, just whatever they wanted. Maybe the knights of, in the order got uh, too interested in pulling the birds. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> boom boom! And there's there's the one for the. <laughs> maybe I need a sound effect. I need a sound effect for that, Malcolm. <laughs> there's more whiskey to um, go. In terms, <laughs> in terms of the hammer, I think I think my question was. And it's something we can discuss here now. Was it lost or was it uh, deliberately removed? So did Attila go, do you know what? I'm I'm all powerful now. I don't want to be people going, oh, you're only powerful because you got the hammer. You know, I'm going to bury the hammer in my back garden. And then, you know, people will still follow me anyway. I think it's more likely someone removed it from him to try and remove him from power. And I think, uh... I think that's my personal thought sort of thoughts and this arrogance bit that we've talked about you know he's kind of he's made out to be a bit of a dick isn't he let's face it um and i wonder if he just you know like arrogance was like it doesn't matter who cares oh did he luke skywalker it over his shoulder <laughs> <That's it. laughs> and, just, and just walk off he'd need a big arm for that that's a big hammer <laughs> Ah, they're strong. They're strong fellas in the army of leaders. Yeah, maybe, well, maybe it's like Otho or somebody that um, sneaked it away, Mal, because you know, the bios do hint that he's not happy. Isn't exactly. It? I'm really clinging so, on to that. What that that little nugget that well, Otho is not happy with the uh, with the the ousting of Atlas because I think there's there's got to be story behind that. Got to be. Yeah, we want we want the first series of the Netflix or the first series of the Netflix uh, series to be. Attila, Atlas, Otto, and that little uh, argument going on there between them and all the kind of betrayals and, and what happens to kick it off there. Then we'll have flashback to Helias and Selene and all that carry on. And then we'll go forward to the Dark Four. There you go, everybody. That's our scoop for the week. Netflix <laughs> Mythic Legion series on the way. Confirmed by John. Confirmed, yes. Yeah. So what? Not sure if it's going to be animated or live action. And my my final question on the hammer is: obviously, he's got the hammer in the two pack. Now, is that just to make the two pack better, or has he has he actually got it back, and this, that's going to fold into the story? Yeah, that's an interesting uh, uh, thing as to what point in time some of the two point come from. Um, and I did notice. Now I don't have the figure, um, funnily enough. 
But uh, <laughs> I did notice on the website that the 2.0 Attila bio is the same. So, for example, the uh, 2.0 Gorgo bio is different. Or there's at least a little bit more info. But on the website, the 2.0 Attila Biro is the same. So I wonder if it's a combination with the 2.0s of just wanting to update the figure to what they would have liked to have done or with hindsight would have liked to have done and now can do. And some are progressions of the character because um, uh, Artemis was a progression, wasn't it, of her or a previous version. I forget which way around. It was a previous yeah, version. Yeah, a younger yeah. version, that's right. But I suppose we, we have the other heroic weapons, so it's maybe just a way of uh, closing that off as well for collectors. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I think I missed when I said about where we were in the story. I think we're now at the point where the Dark Four are coming back, but previously we were after the original battle, weren't we? In the yeah. So my my question to you guys is. Atlas is ousting. When we talked about this a lot already, obviously, um, what do you think happened? Uh, was he ousted because he wasn't charismatic enough? Did they did were people worried that you know the army was losing its pizzazz and that they needed a, a more charismatic leader, or was he ousted because Attila wanted the power? Yeah, I think that it's it's that he was too too military, you know, so too rigid and too stuck in 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 that sort of mode. So he wasn't flexible at all about things, right? Um, I see. I I like I like the other way. I like this idea that Attila is he, he craves power and uh, control and Atlas. I see Atlas as being quite a wise person, uh, and and you know, and the fact that he can. He, he attracts these other, like, you know, lost souls. I feel like he must have some charisma about him. Yeah. I mean, the way he is now, for sure, but the, I think he might have picked that up through his, uh, his you know, th through his experiences possible. after being thrown out, you Definitely know? Definitely possible. Hmm. You do learn, don't you, with your experiences, so. Because uh, as we, as we, uh, as we see with Atlas, he ends up, in the Colosseum at Mercurios and he ends up joining with Calavius to bring down Mercurios. So a lot of water has gone under the bridge there. You have a, a mention here, Richard, of, of how was he captured or how did he end up in the Colosseum? See, and again, in my head, this is, this is Attila putting a, a statement out going, Atlas has quit. He doesn't want to help lead anymore. I've taken over. Um, where in actual fact, this is Attila having Atlas arrested or something, sold off into slavery effectively, then ended up in the Colosseum. That's it. Get rid of the myth. <laughs> Make it disappear. But unfortunately, as they find out in Gladiator, the movie, it doesn't work. <laughs> and then, what is this one about? Does the army of Laodiceus only recruit clerics and mages who are willing to fight? So what, yeah, what angle so are you was... coming up from there? I was reading, um, is it Faustia's bio, I think? Uh, and she was talking about the cleric, but she they didn't use battle magic, but it was effectively saying that, I think, that, you know, she's trained in that and, you know, isn't at all afraid to use that. Um, 
and I was got just got me thinking, like, because it's such a militaristic faction, you know, are they they're not interested in clerics and mages that you know do healing powers and that necessarily? It's like, no, we want the ones that are willing to fight. They're not, you know, they want to focus their spells on fighting. Because I know, I know, in one of the other um, sections, it talks about um, the convocation of Basilica welcoming in um, magic users from the other factions as well into their grand library to um, to, to learn about magic. And I can imagine the ones from the uh, the army of Leodiceus turning up and going, just point us in the, the the war spells section. I don't want to know about. You know, nature and this sort of stuff. Just point me into the how do you destroy your enemy section of the library. tree. Hug, I'm going to do. Oh yeah, I'm going to do my studying there, and then I'm going to go back and I'm going to fight. Okay, so in order, the number one way you get into the army of Lydus is you got to fight. Whatever other skills you have after that is fair enough, and and we can use them. But if you're not a fighter, you know, go over to some other faction. Yes, this this, this is well. This is my question. This is what I'm reading it as. Yeah, but it's a, it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting theory, and uh, be interesting to find out, which we will hopefully. And then, what about Archimedes? Yeah, so his bio again. They talk about um, the Cyclopes or Peas or however you pronounce it. Um, they talk about his people being designers and engineers and that sort of thing. The way I read it, certainly, they don't specifically say, and they're all evil, and they've supported Arathir, etc., etc. So I'm wondering if he's not an anomaly, but, you know, certainly they're not all evil. So they might be helping the dwarves with stuff, they might be helping the Order Ethron with stuff. You think he's a con- more of a contractor type? Yes, this is what I'm thinking. Because they're because it's they're talking about them being renowned as as architects yeah. and builders and designers. That Yeah, maybe they just they sort of move around a bit more sort of thing. Yeah, he's um, he's maybe the man at arms of the Arathir faction, but maybe more, uh, you know, less involved in the fighting and more just uh, back at the forge making all the stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be, and that opens the doorway if that is the case for more cyclops, you know, ogre-sized cyclops in other factions, which would be great. That would be good. Uh, yeah. I personally would, th- yeah, very much enjoy that. I've got a couple couple myself that um in my faction sort of thing with a 3d printed heads obviously um and one of them's a templar so yeah that'd be great yeah because we've got Archimedes and then we've got prontus they're the only two cyclops i can think of yes snow troll if you want uh frost troll ice troll whatever it's called if you want to stick that head on him but that's true that's true. That's true. Actually, good point. Yeah, we got that head uh, now with the ice troll. That's true. Yeah, I, I don't. As you guys know, I don't have any trolls at the moment. Um, so when they announced the deluxe ones, it's like brilliant. Finally, going to get a Brontus. He's the only one I want. He's awesome. But that blue is incredible. And I, I don't have one yet because I'm, I'm slightly torn between going down the orange for the House of the Noble Bear, or do I go the blue? Because the blue, it just worked. That head works amazingly on it. It's very cool. The blue. Yeah. I was actually the same. I I didn't get the ice troll the first time around. I'd had I had the two original, and I just thought, okay, I have enough with those two trolls. And then, when he came around again, I decided to pick him up. I was never going to get any of the trolls, <laughs> and then uh, got the one <laughs> and had to get them all. <laughs> Collect the ball. 
I'm sure there'll be more too as well at some point. But uh... And then you have a very big question here. What race is Gorgo? Yes, that's because I mean, obviously we don't know and they don't say in any of the any of the bios or any of the law. Um, but he was also around in the first Great War. He was Arathir's general at that. And that's, I mean, they haven't said how many years ago, but I'm presuming, you know, they talk about centuries at least. Yeah, he's, he wasn't banished and he's still alive. So what is he that keeps going that long? So I have, I have an interesting theory here. And I jump to where you bring up Gorgo again about the, the Jeremy uh, stuff that, that he read. <clears throat> and uh, you say, how was Gorgo still alive all, all this time later after the, after the Great War? Um, and it does mention that he hid and came out of, came out of the shadows. Um, and I remember me mentioning earlier that Helios uh, created every single inch of the Earth. And of course, he knows every single inch of the, the mythos. And then uh, my theory is maybe Gorgo is the human form of Helios or the kind of the, oh. <laughs> or the kind of uh, human, maybe not, but you know, the kind of uh, figure form or the man form of. Oh, my of mind blown on that one, yes. John. That's there you go. an that just, amazing theory. Yes. I just needed to see your question to, 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 to get there. Could be completely barking up the wrong tree there, but I like it. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I like it until we're proven otherwise. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a blinding theory. Yeah, I think I think him. I I prefer your answer. I think in my head he's some sort of demon, um, and that's yeah. why he's still around so much longer. Yeah, I just in my head it, when you said I was like, well, he's just been kept alive by evil magic, hasn't he? But I like it. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think just the way they sometimes do just drop hints about different things in different things. Those two things linked in my head. Now it, it could be completely off the mark, but at least they link, and they link in a way that I've seen uh, the four horsemen do for various things, whether it's figure reveals or indeed the lore. So you know, could be. We'll never know, but uh, when or if Jeremy or Eric or anybody else listens to this episode. They're either going to be laughing at the absurdity of that or cursing your name, John. <laughs> if your ears start burning at any point in the next couple of weeks, it means they're like, son of yeah. a bitch. It's got... <laughs> and I have zero inf insider information on that now. So that is literally just a dark. Yes. But it was good. Yeah, it's cool. Very cool. Yeah, I'm sure they haven't gone to print yet, so they could always change. You know? <laughs> Okay, and tell us about Faunus and what what uh, what uh, you're thinking there on Faunus. Yeah, so again, reading the bio, and do you read the bios, people? I I think I read them when they first announced the figures, but I haven't gone back to them since. So this has been great reading through them and picking all this up again now. Um, but it says, Faunus, a powerful elemental warrior able to harness primal forest magic. He has the ability to manipulate the treeborn structure of the castle exterior of uh, Castle Silverhorn for added defence. So does that mean, well, I presume that means that the castle can actually change and they can, you know, make thorns appear out of the walls maybe or, or this sort of stuff um, to make it, you know, make it more defendable. Um, or if, if invaders got inside, the, the corridors would shift or, or something like that. Yeah, it's that's, yeah. 
the tree-born like structure that. of the castle exterior, it suggests that there's a lot of wood or it's made from trees rather than brick, doesn't it? Or at least parts of it. Yeah, well, I mean, I think with with the elves anyway, and, uh, you know, the elementals, that there is a lot of this type of stuff. Uh, so I, I think they're certainly hinting at somewhere in that direction with this. So I like that theory. Yeah. And can and can I just say out loud too that um, that's that sort of a thing would be amazing in a playset. <laughs> I mean, that's the sort of thing a mythic playset should be. You know, you, you have the castle, but then you can move the walls, say, you can change things around. It's essentially. I'm just throwing yeah, it out it's there. It's the mythic castle, great school, really, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. That would be. It's going to be a fun one to design. <laughs> I'll take a dio piece, but <laughs> you do the you do Rich's way. I'm I'm happy with that too. They should do it just to show Super Seven that you can build something that big without charging nine hundred dollars for it. <laughs> yeah, it's eight hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, yeah, just don't do it with the second video game, please. <laughs> and. Another one of my questions is um, Mercurius. I'm, I'm slightly fascinated by Mercurius. And it it talks in Calavius's bio about him and Atlas raising the rebellion and that led to the Colosseum falling and the gladiatorial games falling. But what it doesn't say anywhere, as far as I could see, is what happened to Mercurius itself. So I'm, I'm presuming that society started unraveling after the, the gladiator games finished. Yeah, um, so it mentions a rebellion, doesn't it? It does, yeah. And that's what overthrew the Colosseum and the, the gladiators sort of thing. But did yeah, did that start a wider rebellion? Did that just weaken it as a military power? So therefore, they were easy, you know, easier to beat. Feels like it must have done because we we can see Mercurians have sort of left, haven't they, and joined the other factions in one form or another. So I feel like yeah, I feel like there was the uprising and it made a few people. It turned a few of the heads of the Mercurians to that there was other ways of doing things. I think. Definitely, yes. Mm. And maybe they just weakened themselves through the uprising and then somebody like Necronominus or some uh, congregation Necronominus took advantage of that. Because I'm imagining, and in my head, and this is a, a future episode, we'll talk about the map in more detail, but Mercurios sits in between Arathorn and Leandor. So as a separate kingdom. So I can imagine the army of Lydiaceus are like, yeah, you're up to yourselves. You've always been separate from us. You've shown no interest in being part of our army. You got yourselves in this bother. Well, We're not going to help. And it feels like that's Attila's attitude anyway. So, <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Oh, Attila. So cranky. <laughs> so where are we going next then, Rich? I want to know, ghost elves? I miss that. Where does that come into things? It talks about it, um, I think it's a Zylonian guard bio, I think. Uh, or it might be, it's one of the one of the, the Zylonian flock bios, and it talks about elves of all kinds, and it talks about whisperlings and whatever the other elves are, and it says ghost elves. And it's like, that just sounds, I mean, obviously, Malcolm, with your love of translucent, translucent materials, yeah. that, yeah, <laughs> translucent that sounds just about perfect, yeah. but yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but they just sound really cool. 
Yeah, it's the Xylonian Guard bio. Can you imagine yeah. the Xylonian Guard head with uh, a translucent face in it? A uh, glow-in-the-dark translucent face. That'd be cool. Well, uh, yeah, glow-in-the-dark might be tricky, but you could get uh, one of those Marcalvo heads just to be translucent uh, resin. To <laughs> print it in translucent resin. Yeah. That's not a bad shout. Yeah, if you're listening, Mark... <laughs> Yeah, which which head do we want? Translucent. <laughs> I have to have a look. The skull, surely, surely the skull. No, not for an elf, not a tra- not a ghost no. elf, unless it literally means ghost elves. Oh, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I'm too literal. You see. <laughs> yeah, I mean Lord Aiden's a pretty good elf head, I think. Yeah, that one would work. I mean, you'd have to change it slightly, obviously, because he's got the crown and everything. But the actual face itself is yeah, is a pretty good elf face, and the alternate head with um, the elf ranger as well. I love those heads, yeah. yeah. Another one that's got an archetypal sort of elf look, that would actually work pretty well. Yeah, that's Legolas, isn't it? It is, basically, yes. And then uh, talk about your favourite vampires, Baron (laughs) Voligar. Yes, so uh, Baron Voligar's bio talks about him being the first pure-born vampire. Um, So obviously, uh, Alithia and uh, an elf got the naughties on. Um, And, you know, he was born... But there's there's nothing in the law anywhere that says the sort of split between vampires that are born and vampires that are turned. And I'm presuming vampires are turned just because of all the vampire law in, in you know, popular culture and that sort of thing. So I'm wondering if it, if it is actually pretty unusual for a vampire to be born and that the majority of them are turned. And maybe there's some sort of social hierarchy around that. And my a lot of my vampire bios for my customs reflect, a lot of them reflect on that sort of thing, you know. People are looked down on because they're a particular species that's been turned or because they're not born a vampire and that yeah, sort of thing. You could imagine like orc and goblin vampires being looked down on, can't you? Because they're, you know. <laughs> yeah. Although that goblin goblin vampire head that um, Noble Bear Customs has got is incredible. Very good. Uh, and I will be getting that at some point and, yeah, having a, a goblin vampire because that just is awesome. My frog vampire needs a, a friend. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking of doing a, a dwarf vampire custom. Just need uh, the right head yeah. for it. Yes, I've got a head uh, for the, for a vampire dwarf. I just need to put the figure together. I need to pa- I need to paint um, a bronze dwarf legion builder. Add a bit of purple to that. Oh yeah. Um, I'm using a planty dog toys head. They've got um, heads called spawn heads. Okay. Um, and they've got. I'm not sure. If, I think that I presume they're meant to be vampires, and they've got like some of them got fangs, some of them haven't. Uh, but one of them's got a really long beard. So in, uh, okay. in my eyes, that was like dwarf. Yeah, yeah. vampire dwarf there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Mark Calvo's got a really fun uh, vampire dwarf head as well, actually. Um, I think you have to be very careful with the colours to make sure it, make, it doesn't look too, not cartoony, but you know, looks frightening enough to be a vampire sort of thing. But that's a great sculpt as well. I think I have that one. Mark, I'll be getting that one off you soon. <laughs> We don't know the race of as a spirit bender. We don't. That is, that's still it, a question mark, isn't it? Yeah, because it talks a lot about her tattoos and that sort of thing, but it doesn't mention the skin color. So the only blue race we've seen so far are the shadow elves. So is is she a shadow elf that's gone against her kin and is now fighting with the convocation of Basilica? Because obviously her bio talks about her practicing necromancy and, and all these sort of forbidden magics that they don't normally tolerate, but she's so scary that they're just like, yep, yeah, that's fine. You do what you like. We're not going to argue with you. So 
is there a chance then that her skin colour is reflective of the necromancy, you know, uh, stuff ah, okay. you know, it's sort of drawn evil out of her or something, not out of her, but you know what I mean? It's uh, yeah, yeah. So she could be a human or something. Yeah, you're saying, yeah. Mal, Although the skin's turned. Yeah, okay. I kind of think she's an elf, but uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I mean, that's part of why we don't know what she is. Yeah, I just know she's a badass figure. Uh, and reading the bio, just yeah, really powerful one too. Yeah, either it's something really cool that they've just kept secret for the right time, or they just didn't know at the time and they just left it, and now it's kind of hanging there. And that's a nice air of mystery. <laughs> and then my my next question is about uh, John's favorite figure ever, and one of my all time favorites, uh, Balaam. Um, it talks about his bio, and I completely forgot this. It talks about him being able to control creatures. That's part of his magic. Yeah, I love that part of it. Yeah. Um, and my question is, is it just like lower life forms? So like, you know, the dogs and rabbits and all this sort of thing are missed off that he can control. Or can he control anything that's technically a creature, so like minotaurs and that sort of stuff? Because that would be an incredibly powerful magic if he, you know, Got or dragons. Of, Can you control dragons. the dragons? Oh, oh, oh. Balam on the back of a dragon. Oh, so, Yeah. So I'm hoping it's the latter and that he can, you know, use his, his magic to control a, a legion of, sh- of uh, shadow minotaurs or a dragon or yeah. anything like that, anything bestial sort of thing. He can um, he can control and, yeah. That would be amazing. That would be, that'd be superb. He could be limited maybe by his own power. So, you know, anything bigger than himself might be more difficult for him to control but if it's a mind control i suppose could be done could be done yeah so there you go we're, we're helping the four horsemen out no end here i know they've suggested they've talked about a dragon but we've clearly inspired them now to have a dragon <laughs> being rided ridden by balam i'm sure these ha- they're having these conversations every lunchtime yeah. over their yeah. sandwiches <laughs> Yeah, we're just we're just we're just doing what they do in their little uh, break area yeah. every lunchtime, <laughs> along with the oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I still have to sculpt that. Oh no, I still have to paint that part. Okay, where are we going next then? Uh, can we talk about Zendaya? Zendaya, uh, I can't remember his Zendaya Zende. from uh, Convocation of Basilia. Yeah, yeah, I I again because we haven't got the figures yet, so I've not you know, sort of looked at it in detail. But his his bio talks about. Um, him suffering great personal loss at the hands of Poxus's zealots. Um, and he's from outside Mythos. He's from the east and lands to the east, which to me suggests that Pox, you know, it's not just Mythos that having to deal with Poxus and potentially the other Dark Four. It could be the other lands as well. And that to me makes it very exciting because that opens up the opportunity for people coming from the other lands to help fight in Mythos to, to deal with the Dark Four initially because they know about them and they know how bad they are and they've had to deal with their followers in their own lands. Yeah, so maybe the Nethergate can can bring you to different places. Well, going back to um, uh, Helios and uh, Selene? Yeah, Selene. Um, if you notice, it mentions that it's uh, this isn't the first world they've created. Oh, right. So there's potential for things from other worlds. I don't know whether that's just hinting at space and, you know, when there's more of a universe than just this planet, but... Oh, if they link that into Cosmic Sun. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> they will, but... Be... Yeah. <laughs> that would be insane. Um, this is the great thing about starting this podcast, is that, like, I've 
if that ever did happen and it was such a glorious kind of uh you know end game type scenario i'd actually get it now <laughs> whereas i think i think six months ago i would have been like what what are you talking about um yeah so zende so they said beyond the shores so does that mean you know those little islands off mythos is that beyond the shores or it could be in, in my head it's another con- bit like um uh, Game of Thrones, where there's a, a huge continent yeah. off to the east. I, I think you're right, uh, Rich, because it, it's it goes in line with like you said in one of the uh, mythic conversations. Uh, Jeremy, when someone asked the question, Jeremy said, "Well, there's a lot of sea." <laughs> so yeah, that's true. You said, that's when you were talking about the sea people, wasn't yeah, it? It was. Yeah. Don't forget the sea people, Jeremy. <laughs> and then the other thing about Zende is okay, great personal loss, but he's he's training people isn't he now in in convocation so i wonder if it maybe the personal loss is people that he's got close to since he's been training them in mythos oh that could be the boring explanation that could be the reboot. Bo- oh wow. but let's let's Deb- go Debbie boo that, <laughs> boo John, that. for that wow <laughs> just Sunday just skywalker just <laughs> he's not boring though so <laughs> Yes, and we're not going down Star Wars now. There's Sorry. enough moaning about Star Wars out there. <laughs> we might we might do a side yeah, uh, episode once about the uh, the Mandalorian or something. <laughs> not talking about uh, the sequel trilogy. <laughs> if we do talk about it, we need to get Stephen Buscemi on. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, I need to brush up then. I'm not a big enough nerd on that. Okay, uh, so, and then more wizardry. Yes, so, in our, again, one of the, the upcoming ones, um, and I really hope these arrive soon. I'm desperate to get the Poxas characters. Wizards Me too. aren't Me normally too. my thing, and I didn't think it would be, but I'm Both desperate to get them in hand there. Um, but it's Arizak, so the evil wizard talks about, in his bio, about him starting off being part of the convocation of Basilica, uh, Basilia, rather, um, and then switching sides because he wanted more power. Um, and it's like, oh, how, how common is that? Is that a regular thing that happens? Does it go both ways? Are, are the Convocation particularly worried about people that switch sides because they know about the sort of spells and the, the powers that they have? Isn't it like uh, when someone joins a different team in rugby, then they know all the old line calls from the previous team? Yes. And then they have to switch it. Yeah. Or you know, for so, our American friends, the play yeah. calls in American football. Yeah. So maybe it's a bit like that. Maybe they have to switch up all their spells. <laughs> I've written a new That's... spell book. Learn this quick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. so, yeah. When I shout red 32 yellow on the battlefield, you all need to do this spell. <laughs> it's not just abracadabra anymore. Sorry. <laughs> but that for that figure though is amazing as well. Just it is, yeah. The, the, yeah the, the, didn't way. we talk about that before? Yeah. The face, the alternate head that oh, they yeah. did uh, as a kind of a... Uh, all the wizards, the alternative heads with like, that's it with the tattoos on their heads is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think they added that in. I wonder, did they add that in later in the pre-order? Yeah, yes. it was, Um, they did like a, was it a bar or something that... Yes, was that, that was it, yeah. It got accidentally revealed, didn't it, on one of the... Uh, one of the photographs there was a different head so they just oh like, yeah when oh, they were doing the live stream yeah that's right yeah. <laughs> click click oh. <laughs> forget people could pause on the 
Okay, and then we'll jump to... We don't know who Ramulus's brother is, do we? We don't know. I haven't been through all the bios recently yet. Yeah. My, and I even, searched, uh, I even searched the cabal to see where people discussing it, and they were, but didn't find any no, I, I, I think definitive answer. I've got no suggestions necessarily for who it is, but I'm just wondering if it's a character we already know. And there's like a Bobby getting out of the shower in Dallas moment where it just goes, ha, you thought this person was good. No, it was all a dream. Well, I This is Romulus's brother. Yeah, I wondered if... Uh, I mean, I think it'll be someone altogether different, but Pixus... He doesn't, you know, he's gone missing. Well, you don't recognise his skeleton. <laughs> I think I'd... Yeah, but isn't he... He's Vitus, or Vitus's best brother, isn't he? Or He's his best mate. Yeah, best yeah, mate, it's... yeah. Bezzy mate, yeah. But does Vi- Vitus... Yeah, it doesn't mean he could be his yeah, brother. Vitus know that... It's his legendary I... brother in arms, yeah. so... Oh, yeah, so it sounds like they know who he is, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess if there was a film or a cartoon or a Netflix series... We'd find out if Pixus went up to him in the battlefield and just like rubbed his head. It was like I'll give him a wedgie or something, bro. It's like, yeah, that's his brother. And that's to his go, brother's interacting. To cover all my bases and to contradict what I previously said, maybe it's Gorgo. <laughs> it could so be. if my w- other weird theory about Gorgo is wrong, maybe this one is wrong, <laughs> right? <laughs> so Gorgo's a time traveler, then that we're saying. Yeah, or just he's good at hiding. Well, he's the hide and seek champion. Well, <laughs> is Gorgo Gorgo just another version of um, um, uh, Vorgus Vermilius, and it's actually yeah. just an, a suit of armor that whomever wears it is Gorgo oh. Aetherblade? Mal, that's a good call as well. <laughs> Hence why. Did you imagine Thistletorn got a bit too far away from Castle Silverhorn and <laughs> found the Gorgo <laughs> armor? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's suddenly about this big, you know. No, there's a custom for you. Huh? Armor. That's actually that. That's great. Yeah. Any so you can do the Sir Gerard on Gorgo now. Just stick any old head on him and go here. <laughs> it's Gorgo Thistletorn. It's Gorgo uh, Orc Legion Builder One. <laughs> Gorgo Thistleblade. Oh, excellent. I like it. Gorgo Atlas. <laughs> Ramulus's brother is Gorgo. You heard it here first. <laughs> Good, let's move on. Thistlethorn is also Gorgo. You heard it first. <laughs> yeah. Sir Gerard is anyone that he wants to be. Okay, so do we have anything more from your stuff, Richard, that you want to flag up? No, the only... Well, a couple of little things. Um, the bit that Jeremy read talked about uh, the children of Alithia sleeping. Um, like squirrels. Like squirrels, yeah. So it's it's like you know square of vampires. How yes. long can they manage without blood? Is that is that you know? So maybe they they aren't as numerous as other factions, but actually they can just sleep for a hundred years. So you think they're gone? Then they're not. They just appear. They just go to you know stock up on the old blood bank and then you've just head back. Just giving me horrible visions though, because squirrel vampires aren't going to go for the neck, are they? The next time I'm driving along now and I see a squirrel run across the road. (laughs) (laughs) Ten points for the squirrel. Oh, Mal, I'm going to be laughing about that joke. (laughs) The rest of this evening, tomorrow, 
we're having a beer tomorrow, mm. Mal. Um, I'm just going to start chuckling, and you'll be like, it's, yeah, it's that is, of the nuts that is your yeah. that is your allegiance podcast news, and this you better post a picture on the page. One of one of the or two of the three of us are going to meet in person. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, for the first time since Legion's Con. Yes. Yeah. So as good as this audio sometimes sounds, we are not in the same room, unfortunately. Indeed. I am following the yellow brick road up to Birmingham. <laughs> Do you You're need a passport a road, yeah. or a gas mask or, or what do you need? Yeah, the yellow spaghetti junction. Yeah. Yeah. Our American listeners uh, look that up on eBay. Uh, eBay, on the internet. Yeah, I was in a hospital today uh, just for a routine appointment for one of my kids and you don't have to wear a mask now. It was amazing. Yeah, no, I rarely see anyone wearing masks. A new frontier. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, anything else apart from squirrel vampires? <laughs> <laughs> no. Although I do sort of need to commission somebody to make a squirrel vampire head sculpt there. Uh, we hope you enjoyed that little revisit of the lore where Richard went a bit deeper, very deep. As I said to him when I got this uh, these list of questions, is I'm glad I don't work on a project with you in work where uh, <laughs> I get all these questions on my work. And probably Jeremy's glad he doesn't have to answer them directly to you. <laughs> but wait till we get you on one day, Jeremy. Yeah. You do the, is it plead the fifth on all of this? He'll have okay. to send us a disclaimer beforehand. But these are all the things I can't talk yeah. about. Don't ask me about these. Yeah. Well, luckily, Jeremy, it's not a live stream, so we can edit it out and... Uh, you can tell us all the good stuff and we'll edit it out and uh, it'll be a five minute episode of uh, us just saying hello. Really? <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, we could just edit out. We could just beep out all the stuff. Yeah. It sounds like we're swearing. Okay. So, yes. All Stars 6. Woo. Monday. Exciting. What was that? 1st of May. Bank holiday here. And we got a little drop of a picture and it's coming or something like that was written on the post and then a little bit more detail on the website where you had to vote yes the voting opens this friday doesn't it the or today if you're listening to this because we normally release on friday on the 5th of may yeah and it can so open for a week i'll try and drop I'm it very very late clear. on thursday night yeah well uh, we'll get to that mal uh, <laughs> mal has uh, fatigue already <laughs> Started enthusiastic about twenty four hours ago, and now he's like, oh, "All the posts ruining my life." So yeah, we got uh, Mythic Legions All Star Six. So we got a bunch of uh, we got sixteen characters. No, sorry, twenty characters where we can choose three from, and then we got four previous All Stars that we can choose one from, which is very exciting altogether. I was going to say, I think it's a really interesting selection as well, isn't it? From It sure is. Both sections. So, to quickly run through them, little roll call, first day at school for All-Star 6, got As a Spiritbender, Balam, Belphegor, Borier, Botar Shadowhorn, King Bromdom, Calavian, not Calavius, it's the Red Skeleton, Fostia, Freya, Sir Galeron, Gorthok, we got Grisha, we've got uh, Lord Viteris, Magnus, King Noglin, Thalen Frostbow, uh, Twick, the Goblin Archer, 
Urku, Vampire Knight, yep. and Vortok. They're the 20 that we can select three from. Another interesting fact that the Vampire Knight, which I think many would have thought would come into perhaps Legion Builders. That's true, yeah. Is in yeah, I think... Um, I mean, I know the Vampire Knight extensively. It's my favourite figure on the line. Um, there's just too much extra stuff. You couldn't have it as a reinforcement Fair. unless you tried to charge a deluxe price or something because there's three heads. Loads Plus of the, the head, the main head is really detailed paint job as well. Yeah. Or, or at least... Maybe we'll get a new vampire, deluxe vampire legion builder with the new vampire head included at some point. That could very well be, yeah. Mm, maybe. That would be nice. Yeah, yeah. And then just to round it out, we got four figures that were previous All-Stars. So coming from All-Stars 1 and All-Stars 2, two from each. We got Asterion, Carpathius, Sir Ignatius and Pixis. So Asterion and Sir Ignatius were All-Stars 1, and Carpathius and Pixis were All-Stars 2. I, li I like the touch of including uh, some from previous. That's very cool, because yeah. it's long ago enough now. Lots of new... Uh... I wasn't around for All-Stars 1, but I was for 2, and I still managed to skip Pixis, but pre-ordered them. <laughs> I think the very last day I did my order and then the very last day of the pre-order I realized I was like oh I need another bog goblin oh I'll order a pixels as well just to kind of have the shipping uh not seem as bad for one figure because it was the same price and I'm very glad that I did now yeah it's a really it's the first time I've done this obviously as you know having said previously that people uh, figures wouldn't again be another all-stars um so they might get a bit of pushback from people that have paid a fortune for these things, presuming they wouldn't be in there again. But uh, that's that's, that's your choice. You know, yeah, yeah, is going absolutely. up every year. No yeah. Sorry, no. You know, you that. need to you need to roll the dice yeah. on that. Yeah. You know, there's some, there's some awesome figures in here. Now is actually the the real dice rolling uh, time, where maybe people throw up. I saw someone throw up an Urku today for one forty. <laughs> yeah. You saw that as well. Yeah. yeah? Uh, that's someone that's thinking it's probably going to get voted in, and maybe the person that's buying it is probably thinking it's not. Yeah, yeah. And they're probably both getting a good deal in their own head until yep. the vote is finished, and then one of them will be maybe a little bit sore about it. I think the person that buying it is getting the best deal out of that one. I think so too. I don't think Urku's getting no, not with not with the the, the um, tactics figures coming out recently. Yeah. The what? The what are they? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Apparently. Um, and the Orc Legion builders, and that's, you know, in the reinforcements wave. There's, I there's think that's the key, now. yeah. The I think the reinforcement there. orcs really... Um, because the reason the tactics figures are, the, the, certainly the first the first lot of them, the, not the two-pack, obviously, that came in the Kickstarter, but this was the pre-Kickstarter, this Forge Founder thing. Um we had no green orcs for so long before that. Mm. We had the female green orcs in uh, Advent and then the Colosseum orc. And then there was two years of not possible to get a, an orc. And I think anyone new to the line wants to get an orc. They want to get a skeleton. They want to get an orc, green orc, and they want to get uh, a knight. I ordered a bunch of orcs just to get the one belt multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the 
the strap <laughs> one because that hadn't been in many figures either at the time. That it was really hard oh, really? to get hold of that one. I think um, Vitus, yes, yeah. was, uh, was and Cronor were like the only two that were around with any of. Well, Vitus didn't come till after that. They went on sale, I don't think, because that was All Stars. What All Stars was that? Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, so you mean the you? you mean the belt piece with the skirt? Yeah, it's got like it's like the sort of Roman. Gladiator. Yeah, with the big with the big round medallion yeah, on the it. leather strap. Ah, yeah, yeah, that is the coolest one. Yeah, that comes with it. You you get one of those as well with the original Barbarian Legion builder. Yes, yes, yes. Which yeah. I've got multiples of. <laughs> Such a good figure. Yeah. I still think that's one of the best uh, packs. Oh, it is. I, it's it's the one figure I have. Every time I see one, I'm like, I could just get one more. <laughs> I don't need. I've got two, three. I don't need any more. You know? <laughs> the only thing, this is this is maybe a lack of ability for paint matching and uh, and uh, and customizing. Uh, I prefer the newer Legion builders just because it's easier to match the skin color. I, I agree on that. <laughs> I, I don't know. I like this, but I know people have the other one down yeah, as well. Like yeah, sorry. Man. No, no. I was just gonna say. I, I think I prefer the skin tone on the old one, but I completely agree. It's yeah, it's more. Yeah. It is more uh, realistic skin tone on the other one, but there isn't really an easy. Well, there is probably once you know. It's always once you know you know, but uh, maybe I need to put more effort into it. But because they were always so hard to pick up, I never really had. I had maybe one, so I wasn't doing customs to match it. You know. Yeah. Noah Pratt has paint matched it. I know that. Steve, um, Lord Steve as well. Lord Steve says as well. Okay, yeah. yeah. The people yeah. have found the secret. Oh, for sure. It's out there, yeah. But it is a bit of mixing, and it's just... I got it very close, but it was perhaps a bit more red than brown because the shading on it's actually quite brown. Um, yeah. It's also the type of skin tone that if it doesn't match exactly, it looks already straight away, oh, it doesn't match, you know. Whereas you could fudge it with the... With the other one, with the green orc, the red uh, fury orc, and even the legion builder, you can kind of fudge it a bit. But this skin tone just—it's difficult to match. But that's first world problems. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay, so how do we want to approach this? Um, shall we talk about? Shall we talk about what first? What uh, what we're thinking ourselves? I think uh, that would be yeah. interesting. So, Mal, what are you thinking? Oh, you have picked me, haven't you? Um, well, no, okay, I'll go. With, I'll go with you, Rich. Then, uh, first of all, okay. what way? What way are you approaching it? Are you approaching it as you know what ones I don't have in my collection, or are you approaching it for you know which would be the best figures? Uh, the second one. Um, not being a completist, I I don't care um, about picking up like Cl- Clavian. To me, would be the biggest waste of a vote in the history of voting. Just get I a agree. Legion the skeleton but- and paint it red. It's the yeah, it's it's so easy easiest customs I ever did. But yeah. I do understand if you're a mega skeleton fan and you want a skeleton and you're oh, not yeah. a customizer, go for it. But yeah, it it the one thing I would yeah. say is I don't know if the arm is that easy to replicate because it's very. Oh, yeah, but like, yeah, chrome. but if you don't have another one, you're not matching it to. Yep, yep, can't disagree. Yeah, it's it's just your red skeleton that you know. Is in you know it can be your claiming without being an exact match, can't it? I think my thought on on you know doing a custom to represent the one that you can't get because it's three hundred quid or whatever, you're not doing it to sell to someone else. So as long as you're happy, it matches close enough for yourself. That's fine. 
and I will say, I don't think people should think, oh, if I don't pick it here, it's never going to be in it again. Because Balaam's in it regularly, so unless he gets picked, he could easily be in again. Um, well, we talk about that maybe after we yes. talk about what we would pick, but maybe there is a few absences this year from before. This is true. That, too. Uh, and then we, you have to wonder, okay, you have to wait a year to see if they come back around. So there is a few that's been here. Uh, and anyway, Sorry, yes. Sorry. I think if you've seen a few a few times now and you really want it, you probably should vote for it. But anyway, Rich, so we're not yeah, going for so, a Calavian. No, so I, I go for... I go for stuff that I, I think is cool looking. So like Sir Galeron would be my first choice, just because that armor is is a brilliant color. Um, we don't have anything like that in the line at the moment, and that would allow me to do all sorts of customs. Um, so he would be my first choice. Um, you know the parts are all old ones. I, I don't care about that. It's, it's the paint colors that do it for me. Um, my second choice would be Balam because he's just a ridiculously cool figure. Um, and again, the armor color is so unique that you can have a little squad of those. Um, and and I don't want to badmouth 2.0s because you know how much I love them. Um, but in terms of picking things for that you're hoping to customize later, there's very few people that do 2.0 size heads. Most of the heads are 1.0 sized ones. So 1.0 bucks are much better. Um, and then my third one, would be um, both a is it both a Shadowhorn? Um, not because he's a super rare figure. Um, it's more the the armor color, um, and you know that's quite a cool color for for a dwarf armor. I think Bromden's a better figure, um, but I've got plenty of of black uh, dwarf bodies through the the Goblin Le- Deluxe Legion builder and um, the bronze. Dwarf Legion Builder, so I don't need any more black ones, so I'd go both or just because of that that sort of silvery uh, body that he comes with. Yeah, he's, he's a cool dwarf. Oh yeah, I display I display one as him as well, absolutely. Um, but then there's just, yeah. And then for your alumni? <sighs> Sir Ignatius. Um, I've got two Sir Ignatius already. Um that's not a boast, by the way, everybody. I'm just, I've just have two, um, but that armor color, the pearlescent armor, is to see it firsthand is just incredible. Well, and also, not to speak ill of <laughs> the, the horseman or the uh, uh, the factory, but of course, it's from many years ago now. But the paint app on them is is not great. I, I mean, I've got two myself, and the uh, gold is very. It's not very smoothly painted on, so I wonder if we'd get a better paint app if that was released again. We almost certainly would. I've never spotted that, actually, but I'll have to have a look at one you'll, of mine, you'll yeah. You'll not unsee it now, I've told you. No, I won't. thanks <laughs> for that for ruining the figure for me, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it's a uh, great no, figure. It, yeah, it was a tight call between her and Pixar, because I actually sold my Pixar's last week uh, before this was announced, ironically. Um, so if Pixar's got picked, I wouldn't be unhappy, because that would allow me to restock him, but yeah. Sir Ignatius for me is definitely the one. And I, despite being a vampire fan, I wouldn't pick Carpathius because it's probably the worst vampire figure in my humble It's opinion. just a bit dull, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it is. Considering what cool ones there are now. It's more yeah. for the completionists in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. And as you know, I've already said that the Vampire Knight is my favourite figure in the whole line. But again, I've got a fair few of them anyway. 
and just the lack of custom heads just means to me it wouldn't be worth my vote unless people start doing 2.0 size vampire heads left, right, and center. Yeah, I just feel there isn't the popularity of the 2.0. I think there is people that love them. But I think the 1.0 is just more popular. I know for me it is anyway. Yeah. Although I do love the variety in size. But if I'm going to do a custom, I'm looking at Dwarf, uh, Normal, and maybe... No, it's, it's Dwarf or 1.0. I'm never looking at Goblins. I've like done goblins. them in the past, but they're not as fun. Yeah, I say I like Goblins, but the normal, the standard... Uh, 2.0 body, no 1.0, it's thin body. Compact. Yeah, 2.0. 2.0. Um, yeah, I quite like them. I quite like the I like the female body, you know, rather than the male, rather than on the male characters. But then, Grisha is an awesome character to have that body. I'm not so fussed by the tall, lean elves, but again, if you stick a green face on them or a shadow elf face on them, they're more appealing. I like the 2.0 Elvis, but I much prefer Lord Bardrick and the Zanernian Guard. I can't disagree so. with that at all. Yeah, they look much more badass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd be the same. I think aesthetically, the the elves and the vampire knight, the slender builds, fits more in with a vampire or with an elf. But if they're not falling off the shelf, there's no parts for them and that sort of thing. And it's yeah, for that reason alone, I you know I'm always going to go 1.0 rather than 2.0. But I love painting third-party goblin heads because there's a load of fun ones out there, and I do love painting them. And you can kind of you can kind of mess a bit with the green because they're all a slightly different green color. I love that about them. It's weird, isn't it? I, do, I, I tend to get the goblin bodies to do other things. Um, well, I've only done two at the moment, or well, started one and finished one that I need to post on the cabal, but. Um, and I've got I've got a couple to do for cosmic stuff. Excuse me, <clears throat> got a couple of to do for cosmic stuff. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just I'm not that fussed by having because I think I've got so many goblin. Well, not so many. I've got all the possible goblins you can get. I'm not too worried about adding too many more to that. Um, whereas dwarves, because I've I've only got two or three dwarves, four, five dwarves. <laughs> They're dwarves. <laughs> one of yeah, my favourites. Yeah. He's got 25. Yeah. Well, you know, if anyone wants to sell dwarves, <laughs> legions come. There's a yeah, good I have to say, um, I have to say, Anthony, how sealed that I would, I would happily see a dwarf wave and I would buy it mm-hmm. with unique dwarf characters. Yep. Yeah, with unique wonderful. head sculpts and, and everything. Love that. Yeah. And We're maybe really a few more dwarves. That- like you know the boots Anthony has the toy for boots yes, I've got a couple of them something like that from the factory would yeah. be incredible yes okay Mal you've had time to think yeah I mean it's not... no, I've had even more time to think <laughs> but I know already yeah you've got uh, the reason I was a bit sort of reluctant because I'm very torn on a lot of it there's two I know yeah, you are the Travis of the podcast we know <laughs> yeah. we know if, we know if you pick three with 17 honourable mentions Mal you're going to have problems okay? <laughs> no, well I am I, um... <laughs> but you you still have so we're you know a bit behind the curtain here. It's not we're recording this a few days before the vote goes live, yeah. and you don't have to vote the way you tell now because nobody will know what you vote. Only Jeremy. Oh, no. Well, I've got I've got two very solid clear. Oh, so my approach is: what don't I have? 
but it's not about being completionist because I don't need everything I don't have. It's what I don't have that I really like the look of. So both are straightaways in there because he's a dwarf. And as I say, I'd like more dwarves. And I don't have him. And he's a cool looking one. <clears throat> then Galeron, even though I'm not a knight fan, he he is one that the bio made me go, oh, he's quite cool. And he's got cool armor. He looks awesome. He's just unique in that sense. Um, and then I'm torn with my third one. I think I'm bending towards as a spirit bender. Oh, no. Well, I don't think she's going to get picked. It feels like it could be a waste of a vote. Of course, Doc. Of course, Doc. Of course. <laughs> I, I just not fussed by orcs. Um, yeah, but use the body for something else then. Throw the heads away. Yeah, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that that'll be the one. And then I mean, even... but of course you're allowed to pick what you want. You've picked three, so we're we're doing really well here. And then, uh, well, uh, yeah. Oh, we'll be Gary. Come the honourable mention. This is settling everybody. <laughs> no, no, he's going for the alumni. No, no, he's <laughs> yeah, picked three yeah, yeah. alumni. No, no, the man. alumni. I'm with you, Richard. Cup atheist. As much as the actually one, I do kind of. It'd be quite cool to be a bit completionist with the vampires. He's boring. He's. There's so many cooler. Just get things. a Lord Dragul and, and yeah, well, a more uh, white on I don't them even, and you're I done. don't even feel the need to do that, you know. But then I'm really, really torn because yes, I've got two Sir Ignatiuses, but I wouldn't be gut. Excuse me, I wouldn't be gutted if there was another one because, and I'd just use the armor parts for the the other ones I've got to do some cool, fun customs. Um, as long as we got a better, slightly better paint application, it's his waist, his waist piece. Everyone, look at it. Tell me what you think. Um, but or you've got the knockoff, maybe. Yeah, I've got, I've got two knockoffs. <laughs> <then>. <laughs> I've got two knockoffs. You got you got the school working experience. <laughs> it was in for the day. No, but I I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah, there is some of the older figures that that it's it's it looks good from afar but maybe right under a microscope yeah, yeah it's, it's not as good as the the more recent it's probably ones a yeah. combination of the pearlescent armor and yeah. gold being two really horrible i things. think it's also just that the, the paint jobs are better now yes of course but a million times but the two that are really i'm torn between and really want i want both of them is uh asterion and pixus um and I'm really, really torn between the two of them. Um, Pixus is completely because I'm a Pixel Dan fan, and it would be awesome to have that that skeleton, even just have it in case I ever, you know, because there's been talk of yeah. trying to go to a con in the States so where he goes to so I can meet him and get it signed. Um, yeah, but it's it's also... Yeah, Pixel Dan should come to Legion's Con he first of all. I know he doesn't live that near, but uh, but he should. He's, um, he's but also, um, if you don't have Pixis, I do understand why you want cool it. He's a cool-looking figure as well. Don't yeah. you? Yeah. I like the I like the um, Mercurian armor. Not that fussed by the skeleton and side you, of it. You can do the you can do the body parts if you had a spare Vitus or something like that. You could. Uh, you could make him a he'd stay as a an alive pixies yeah, no? skeleton because that's what he is. Um, yeah, but true. then Asterion is was one of those figures that I remember seeing. I suppose so was Pixis uh, when I first started collecting. Sorry, first became aware of the line, and 
he is the better of the two minotaurs the the the, the transition from his his uh, head and neck color to his to the flesh skin tone and and every and he's just very cool so i'm torn i'm really really torn i've got to somehow on the day he's, it dip <laughs> he's a fa- he's a fabulous figure asterion or asterion he really is um i was never that first and then got him at a reasonable price and then once i got my hand it's just like yeah this guy's a star as you said mal the, the way the colors blend in and that sort of stuff it's, it's your archetypal mind yeah, so exactly. fabulous figure. exactly but i've got one which is why i'm not voting yeah for which is understandable right john what about you <laughs> There is a few of these that I don't have, which is, of course, attractive in terms of just rounding out some characters. And now that we've been through the lore, I think that's that's what's interesting to me, especially. Um, and yes, I do a lot of painting and I could customize, for example, a Boltar Shadowhorn probably wouldn't be too difficult to Sir Galeron. I mean, as I said a bit about Kalavian, you don't need to exactly match the paint if you don't have the figure, so you can you can fudge it for yourself. But it, interestingly, with Sagalaron too, the picture they use, the armor doesn't look like that in real life. Yeah, I've heard that, which makes it even weirder if you were to do your own version. Then yeah. you know, all right, what? it's it's got much more of a purple hue to it in real life. All right. So this this is the way I'm going to go, and and I think I'm going to try and do a little bit of marketing for them as well. So if you don't have these figures, these are also figures or the first two of these I don't have. So both are Shadowhorn. That's my first pick. Um, I'll firstly say that King Bromden is the better figure as a dwarf. So if you don't have either, um, you know, I would understand, but uh, I'd say King Bromden is easier to pick up. There's more definitely more of them out there because he came later in the line, came on the second Kickstarter. There's a lot more than produced. Um, but both are Shatterhorn. So I'm going to read his bio. A distant cousin of Thor Daringer, both are Shatterhorn has little in common with his heroic kin. The Shatterhorn clan, once proudly aligned with the army of Leodysius, were long ago swayed by Arathir's promises of riches and power. Bothar's irresistible thirst for blood is eclipsed only by his hatred of Thord whose Iron Jaw clan serves as a grim reminder of what people once were and what they have now become. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't want that figure? Now, I also want to Thor Iron Jaw after reading that. He's not on the list. <laughs> but next year, okay? When we're, when we're, when we're holding our Bothar, reading this bio and Thor's as well. So Bothar is my first pick. Dwarf fans, get behind Bothar. Anthony, rise the troops. We're going for Bothar. And then we've got Sir Galeron. Although Sir Galeron is one of Gideon Heavensbrand's most notable and heroic allies, there is a subtle darkness lurking beneath the surface. As a spearman and a standard bearer in the Etheran army, he invariably seeks to be on the front lines in every battle. He's cannon fodder. <laughs> Galeron is fueled not only by his innate goodness, but by an unquenchable thirst for revenge against those responsible for a mysterious event in his troubled past. Heads pack, unmask Galeron head, please. Yeah. yeah. 
And then another thing, I wanted to also bring Rich over to the same, Sir Galeron side. Um, some people think that he was a vampire. Oh. Number one, the purple plume. Yeah. Number two, his unquenchable thirst for revenge. Oh. And number three, the mysterious invent in his troubled past could be, well, anything. But, you know, when you add those two things together... I think every character with a helmet on should be a vampire. <laughs> so I fully support that idea, John. There you go. Well, maybe we already have his head then from this year's heads pack. That or um, because if he always wants to be on the front line as a spearman, maybe he gets killed in most battles and it's just a random person dressed up in that colour armour. So you, you could have 25 different... It'd be like, didn't, didn't Galeron get murdered in the last battle? No, no, he, he survived somehow. He's okay. As I was reading that, and, and I'd read it earlier, but obviously hadn't... <laughs> I didn't engage my brain. I was just reading the words. There's actually an explanation as to why someone has a spear in the bios. <laughs> I think they'd done all those weapons. And I go, well, you need to stick in spear to someone's bio. But, well, he's he's also one that comes with um, Aetheron. Uh, the shield has got the uh, graphic on it, hasn't it? Which is Yeah. Always oh, very good. All, of, okay. all of those things I love, which is, that is a reason why uh, Kalavian would be and I would still pick up even though I've done my own uh, custom is to get the shield with the tempo on it and then number three for me is Gortok which I have tried to market uh, for you uh, Malcolm earlier um, tried to, to get your vote I do have one um, it came from the Covenant to Shadow Waves which is probably the coolest wave in terms of characters in terms of story because I'm intrigued by the Covenant of Shadow and the whole thing. So I think when that story becomes a bit more expanded upon, it would be cool to have, uh, for people to have those characters. We already had the Baron in the previous All-Stars. Um, and uh, was there Sir God? No, he wasn't in it. It was the Scaphoid we've had as well. And Torion. So we've had the other uh, three dark characters that were there. Um and uh, yeah, the the figures from the Covenant Shadow have really, really loose hips and legs as a result. So it'd be nice to get a nice, tight Gorthok. That was part of the reason I saw my Gorthok, because he just wouldn't stand up. Yeah. As soon as you moved him slightly, the hips just started going, and it was just like, yeah. No and I also have a custom, I know how to paint match. Gortok. I've done an Orchid in Gortok, so I could do a few more if he gets folded in. I will say, from uh, the body, the paint app on the body, and the head, obviously, if you use the unhelmeted head. You get two heads. Very, very interesting. Um, you know, with the blotches uh, down his uh, the side of his body and his head. It's definitely unique. And his armour. His armour is a pretty unique, cool colour as well. And mismatched in, in sort of I'm looking at a picture, I should say that. I'm not just recalling this off the top of my head. He's got yeah, copper, yeah. No, of course. copper waist and then um, but, metallic green. Uh, yeah. Pale. Yeah. It's very pale Every, green, though, isn't it? It's, it is, but it's perfect. Oh, yeah. No, you got to you got to describe this nicely for our audio. <laughs> I'm being very, I'm being very neutral whilst also sharing my own thoughts, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then just for completeness, I'll read his bio. So cavern orcs or shadow orcs, as they're commonly known, are so brutal that other orcs fear their ferocity. 
so they're kick-ass. These grotesque inbred, okay, I don't like that, <laughs> creatures are born deep below the surface, cursed to live a life of mining for metals and forging for deadly weapons, to give to Archimedes, I guess. They, the most savage are trained for warfare and eventually make their way to the surface to fight for Arithir. Gortok, a rare strategist, so he's actually intelligent, among his people, has been chosen to represent Arathir and to sign the evil pact known as the Covenant of Shadow. So he can write too. There you go. So we should get a pen accessory for Gortok. Well, I, I don't want people to, to encourage people to vote for him because I wouldn't want him back, but his colour scheme is amazing. And if they're underground, then that does open up the, the prospect of big rivalry between them and the dwarves. So the dwarf lovers out there should be should be actively voting for this guy as well. Just just to give my you know to put it in context for me, I don't have an Urku, um, but I still would vote for Gortak above him because I think it's a cool figure and I have one. Um, yeah, Urku are kind of an they are really a legion builder according to the bio. They're kind of you know it's called the Urku, so it's not even a, really a, an individual character. Um. I'd still be happy if he was voted in, but I'm not going to vote for him. Um, of the other, Balam is my favourite figure. Now, I do have two of them, but still, I'm not going to vote for him because he's still relatively easy to get compared to some of the others. Um, but again, wouldn't be sad to see him get through. Um, in terms of figures, I mean, the best figures, I think, are the later figures in the, in the line, you know, in terms of figures. I mean, Vortog is on this list. He is the best figure, one of the, the best figures of for what you get recently, in terms of, especially in terms of an orc. He gets bare feet with him. You get a whole load of accessories. The torso is amazing. The shoulder pauldrons are the best shoulder pauldrons, my favorite ones these days. Um, he's an incredible well, figure. Magnus, yeah. Magnus is absolutely amazing figure. Yeah. Um, King Bromden is. The best pound for pound dwarf, I think, for what you get. Yeah. And Belfagor is on here as well. Who you... and Belfagor is yeah, amazing. You get that color piece as well. Yeah, yeah. You, the thing is, those will come around again. There is a lot yeah. of fans for Tail and Frostbow. I I must admit, I don't get it. As someone who's not, an but I, I do. Fan, she she is yeah. quite appealing just because she's got a lot of accessories. She's the armor color for her is what is what appeals to me. It's quite an interesting armor color. They had an in-stock sale a good while ago, so maybe two, three years ago. Uh, no, it was probably before COVID, so three, at least three years ago now, where they had a lot of figures that they had up um, from a lot of waves. It was No, it was probably a year after COVID. They hadn't been to shows and all that, and they did a big in-stock sale. And the figures that were left at the very end was Gwendolyn Heavensbrand, Faustia, and Taylor and Frostbow. They were the three left. Uh, and now they see some of them are quite high dollar, especially Fastia. She jumped up really quickly. Uh, but yeah, back at the time, they weren't as popular. And I guess that if they get into All-Stars, they will have their fans, but they won't be mega sellers. I'd be very surprised if any of the 2.0s get voted through, just because they just don't seem to sell as well as 1.0s. Yeah. Although if you're going on colours, then Grisha... 
should be he is because that color scheme is incredible. Yeah, he's oh, Grisha is Grisha is the best two point oh figure yeah. in terms of oh, well, it's hard. Freya is cool as well. I love her. And clearly, Vampire Knight's the best two point zero figure. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> we don't like two point oh, Rich. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I tell you, the massively underrated, and I'm not going to waste a vote because nobody else will vote for him. But Boria. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a brilliant figure. Yep. I mean, the head sculpt, unique great, head, but the, it's got the dwarf it's got body. Black, yeah, dwarf body. You know, when you change the feet, and there's plenty of custom feet out there. It's got the reds, the blacks, and the silvers in the armor. Loads of weapons. It's it's a it's a really great. I was genuinely. Tail. It's one of the few that I've opened and just gone like, wow. Yeah, that's just incredible. But it, like, if you had a a Vortog and a Barrier, you'd have the spare feet from Vortog. You can make a dwarf from Barrier. And then you just need a head sculpt for a dwarf. And you'd have yeah. two different figures then, you know? Yeah. Um, I, said, I don't think he'll get in because Boreas never no. had that much love. But no, it's and again, thing. he was one that hung around a long time in, in those yeah. previous in-stock sales. Yeah, and a BBTS as well, he was there for. Yeah, he, yeah exactly. I will, yeah, it's kind of... I will just say, one we've not even touched on, but he's actually a really great figure and was the last goblin I got and I got him thanks to Travis from my wife and he did me a really good deal on it. Uh, Thwick yeah Thwick is a fantastic figure. He's a good goblin fantastic yeah goblin he's a figure. figure. Yeah. 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 Those, yeah. those red horns and uh, he's another one. the turtle yeah. shell and shield and everything. He yeah, just stands on your shelf figure. looking you know with your other goblins looking like a little badass. <laughs> he's yeah, yeah. He, he rides. He rides a two-headed wolf on my shelf. <laughs> no, it's, but a, it's a badass. On that, yeah, so. yeah. And the head sculpt is great. The 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 mouth, the kind of yeah, yeah it's really well done. I really like. It. And then to move on to for my alumni or that alumnati, is. maybe I don't know. <laughs> um, then here I'm torn, and it's between two. And one is Asterion, because he's. Triog and Hippie. <laughs> but also because he's... Well, I'll just read his bio. Sworn to protect Castle Silverhorn, a fortress deep in the Greentop Forest. Asterion, the mighty Minotaur, is the first line of defence for Xylona's flock. As captain of Xylona's guard, he is the mastermind behind the impenetrable maze of trees, branches and thorns surrounding the castle. With the strength and power matched only by his purity of mind and spirit, Asterion serves as the heart of Castle Silverhorn. So, I mean, if you like Xylona's flock, he is one of the main figures of it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's a key character, isn't he, in that faction? Yeah. I mean, he's head of the, you know, he's head of the guard. And then Sir Ignatius is just, it's just the armor and, and the the uniqueness and the coolness and you could definitely make a bunch of characters with him you could get a load of those pompous heads from the 3d makers you know like like all the all the god's fire heads on ignatius yes. bodies instead of templars yes. yeah whoa <laughs> you know get a couple of fancy capes different color capes you know for the different characters that would be a pretty clean, holy army, you know, if that's what the way you wanted to go with it, you know, instead of the kind of dirtied up Templars. So, um, and he is an interesting bio as well. 
I mean, as one of the few remaining knights from the Arthur of Eteron's muddied past, is this the muddied past that has let, that we talked about earlier, has let the the Dark Four in, the first kind of chink in the armor? Seems a bit. I think um, it's certainly towards the end of that period, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Probably a bit too young to be bright in it, but yeah, certainly towards the end of that period. And then Sir Ignatius's absolute faith is a sort source of inspiration for his brothers in arms. Once a denouncer of the order, I like it, and its flawed ways, he was an integral part of the order's, order's reformation and Sir Gideon's rise to leadership. So again, a key figure. And after so many years of frustration with the institution that he swore to serve, Sir Ignatius is finally at peace with himself as a warrior in this great time of unrest. And as much as this is going, you know, not going to help my cause in terms of the two I really want, I cannot, I cannot, you can't express enough to the people who don't have or haven't seen this figure in person just how good that armour looks, that pearlescent look on that armour. It is... Again, it's that whole thing. I'm not a knight fan as such, but that armor is just yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's something else. Apart from the belt, eh, Mark? Apart from that waist piece, yeah, yeah, which and the purple thing. I don't think it's painted. I don't think the dots are painted on it. Um, or they might be, but they might be painted metallic purple. But yeah, yeah, but. We might get a, a nice new fresh repaint. We'd like to see a second herd pass, isn't it? No, yeah. Maybe you got a, Maybe you have the original Kickstarter versions. Possibly, I don't know. You don't know. Yeah. You got them loose, yeah, <laughs> and didn't pay that much for them either. So got lucky. One was in it. One something was... to celebrate because he's expensive. Yeah, well, one was in a. You know, I mentioned before, I got like a a bunch of them. He was one of them. And then the other one I actually did because I got him reasonably cheap. So Very quickly then, we look at what was out last year at this time. So last year, we had 20 figures up. We didn't have the alumni, we just had the 20. And it was done in sections, you know, that weird, you had to pick one out of each and it was grouped. But I think what's interesting is to see the ones that are not in the vote this year that haven't got through last year either. See, the Silverhorn Sentry, I think that's the number one uh, question mark for me, especially with Asterion as uh, an option for the alumni. I mean, you could have got Asterion and a bunch of Silverhorn Sentries. I'm not so sure that means we won't ever see it again. Yeah, uh, I'm hoping. Yeah, I actually think it might be a positive sign. Yeah, I hope so. I don't think in this wave, though. I no. think maybe further down the line. Yes, yes. What do you think, Rich? Yeah, I think so. It's it's it, the the colours and the, the the pieces that go with it and that sort of thing. It's a brilliant figure, and it always it never does quite well enough to make the top three or the top four, however many they're voting for. But it it's always right up there. So if they're deliberately leaving it off, it's because it's coming back at some point. I think so. Fingers crossed for that Maybe one. We all want two. one. I, but again, this this is the type, especially the type of figure that I'd be fine to get a 2.0 version of and never, ever get the 1.0 yeah. or, you know, the first version of the original, because I just want a bunch of guards, you know, or, you know, even two, three would be enough. And it's the sort of figure that you could come with a, an unhelmeted head as well. Yeah, an unhelmeted or, you know, you put your custom heads yeah. on to make a bunch of different guards. 
you could also make them out of, you know, you could stick a mushroom head on well, one. Well, it's funny. Yeah? yeah, it's funny. Cause you know, any sort of a weird I head. always imagine it's a beast head under that. That, that, yeah, yeah. With, the, with the the hooves and everything, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course, I've forgotten. Like again, that that opens up all sorts of possible. You know, the horseman obviously would only do one head, but then the three D printers could just go crazy. Yeah. So we also had Calavius as an option last year. That's not here this year. Again, I think maybe just didn't get much votes last year because he's still relatively available. They had him in even. I think they had him in Legions Con for a while, so they still had a stock of him, and I think that's what. What happens there? Any, any further opinions on that? Yeah, it's a shame. He's a brilliant, brilliant figure. A brilliant um, figure. Yeah, I love the diversity he brings. Yeah. But again, it, it's it's just too new. Yeah. There's, there's enough going around there for people not to be interested in. Fury Orc. No, I saw somebody complaining about that on the Cabal, saying, "Well, hang on a minute, it's the perfect time to do the Fury Orc because you've got the Furious Four. And then Jeremy Gerard made the point that I was thinking was like, "Well, you've just had the Furious Four, so." You've yeah, just had a bit of fury clan fatigue. Yeah, yeah, you need another one. Yeah. And he's another one they could slip into um, reinforcements yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Or even Nobody's... if they even did another deluxe Legion middle do deluxe yeah. fury orc. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. With a slightly different uh, setup. Gonks. I like my goblin. I love his paint job, yeah. but that's you know. But otherwise, yeah, you, you're talking goblin, goblin leader builder. Yeah, yeah. There's deluxe. There's better goblins. Yeah. Thwick. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, they already got rid of the Hagnon thing with the. <laughs> what 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 what's happening there, John? What what? what? <laughs> Check your pre-orders. <laughs> you have about ten in it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Future bankrupt Mal. Fingers crossed the blue Hagnons. They'll all be in the same shipping crate, and it'll be one of those crates that falls over in the middle of the ocean. (laughs) No, because then we'll have this whole collab again. Just give them their blue Hagnon. (laughs) Let them get on with it. They'll post their pictures for a month in the cabal, and we can move (laughs) along. If I I ever win millions and millions of pounds, I'm totally going to be that crazy old man who sends like diving teams into the middle of the ocean to try and find all these (laughs) crates. No, if you if you win or earn or inherit millions and millions of pounds, you're just going to start up your own translucent action figure company, aren't you? <laughs> there are plans if I do. <laughs> just glow in the dark, everything. That's it's it, going yeah. to be called. I'll, I'll just uh, every toy like, high street Birmingham. That's it, every toy like I like, I'll be like, could you do me a translucent one? I'll give you this. Yeah, I'll be the exclusive yeah. retailer. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Let's be honest. I put an order of ten thousand. <laughs> Stole stockers. Sell 20, keep the rest. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Just put them on, put give the seven to Poundland or whatever. I was going to say, let's be honest, if Mal wins millions, he's going to have a one to one scale translucent Mal, isn't he, in the corner of his own house? (laughs) Oh, that would be cool. I don't think he's vain, though. Other one to one scale translucent. More than enough. It's more likely to be a a, a life size Hagnon or something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay, so, and then, yeah, a lot of the same, I'm surprised. So we had, uh, Fostia was last year, Vampire Knight was last year, uh, As a Spearbender was last year, then Shadow Elf was last year. That's not coming up this year. The Four Horsemen don't seem to have much love for Shadow Elves now. I mean, they weren't in the the Poxus wave. They're not in this. I don't know if it's because they know from previous votes they're not popular. Or previous sales they're not popular. 
Then we had Elf Ranger. I was going to say, no, that's a great figure. But again, if it, you know, we're sat here going, that's an incredible figure, and then it doesn't get many votes when push comes we to We also show, have so. the, the, the Mythic Legions, Tic Tacs, Tactics. Exactly. Elf. That, yeah. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> um, Cassia. I don't see the attraction. No, I mean, I Cassia is fine, but like it's very recent. Yeah, was always was always in stock everywhere from from that for for ages. Yeah. I mean, Every I'm single in stock, yeah. you you didn't need to be fast on the button. So, but again, I'm sure there's a hundred people that are new to the line that wouldn't mind the Cassia, but, but there's that's not going to. to so, yeah, really. yeah. And then Nubnik was the last one. He's a, he's a, he's not a bad goblin, but he's uh, a, He's one of my favourite goblins. That head sculpt on Nubnik is yeah. is crazy. But well, the ones I wouldn't mind. I mean, Thwick's one. That if I hadn't got him, I'd love them. To, I'd be straight on him. I don't feel the need to have a second one. But Snag, I'd love them to put him out there again. He's uh, the goblin. Yeah. And then, just to jump forward, so that there was a preliminary vote to whittle it down to um, ten last year, and the ten. So the ones that were the 10 last year was the Silverhorn Sentry, which is not even on the vote this year, the Vampire Knight, the Blue Hagnon, the Grisha, which uh, we have on this year, um, the Ramulus, the Elf Ranger, Faustia, King Bromden, Azar, and Ilgar. That's a very good point. Are they doing the same again this year? So this is actually just the first round of voting. I don't know if it's this first round. They didn't say. No, no they didn't the, last year. The stuff they put on their website suggests it's not. That right. just gonna, no, because just last year they had it split industry. into categories already at the start. Oh, true, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, they might change their minds, but certainly from what it says on the, the article on the website, no, they, they're just going to pick your favourite three. Yeah. So just interesting to see what was kind of already voted for last year. And of the ones that we still, that we have this year, Last year, the Vampire Knight, the Grisha, the Elf Ranger, Fastia, and King Bromden. So they were all, they all got through last year. So it's interesting then the Elf Ranger isn't there because it. Oh, that's true. That's not here this year. Sorry. Well, is that because, and this is why I wondered if it wasn't there anyway when you mentioned it before, because we've just had the All Star Six plus wave was quite flock heavy and we've just gotten the five plus you five mean plus, sorry. sorry and we got the xylonian guard who i mean i know he's not like an elf ranger but we had duban who's Duban who's a ranger and a xylonian guard who's very elven i think last year was slightly skewed by the fact that you had groups too yeah so you might have got figures that got through purely because they're in a group with four other not particularly brilliant figures also last year it was grouped because they kind of uh, they had a good selection then of other stuff, but this year I think the selection is going to be necronominous. Yeah, of the new stuff. Uh, yeah, they, they... and there's not much necronominous in this selection apart from Calavian and Pixus. Oh no, he's uh, no, he's uh, he's sort of the red yeah, star. Yeah. He's yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. So, do we think that there'll be the additions onto this, the new figure additions onto this? Because, I mean, at one point it was usually the PowerCon. Uh, it's not going to be them this year because they're in Cosmic. 
So are we going to get just some new figures as well? Uh, yes, it's, it's. I'm saying that like I work for a company, but their <laughs> their, their press release on the website says. Um, uh, reveal the All-Star 6 will be a continuation of the Necronominous reveals. Uh, these brand new, never-before-revealed figures will also be part of the All-Star 6 wave. Ah, right. Okay, I'm and, the, and most exciting thing for me, they will be fully revealed in a live special on Friday, June the 2nd. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm glad they're bringing the live special back. I love that. Well, maybe we should we should hang out online and watch it together. Yeah, that'd be quite cool. Do a live stream. Not a live stream, but a, a, no, a reaction just... podcast. Yeah, maybe, yeah. That'd be quite cool. Um, what I was going to say, we know already from Jeremy's teaser we're going to get something that the tuberculi yes. it will work with. Oh, dwarf, skeleton, <laughs> please. I want to see Anthony's little face. <laughs> well, the tuberculi have got dwarf thigh bones, haven't they? So Yes. Yeah, yeah. One piece of that. Oh, yeah, that's why I say it. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, is, there is a logic behind my... Uh... Yeah, I was... I was hoping for an ogre skeleton, but because they've got the tuberculosis, it's pretty big anyway, so yeah. Well, Sorry, John, I'm taking us off track. You yes. No, no problem. This is... Off track is good, as long as it's good. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It's all legions. So then, on our pages, yes. so on our Instagram page, The Religions Podcast, and our Facebook page, The Religions Podcast, surprisingly enough, uh, I asked uh, if people would post what they would pick or about to pick. So... Some of our loyal supporters have posted up, so I told them I'd shout it out, and I um, I think it would only be fair to do that. So first we had Nika, Nico Dinkela, so that's the our our Walter Hagen from the European faction, basically. He is the admin of the Mythic Legions European faction. Very big supporter and of ours, isn't he? A big supporter of ours, a big supporter of the line, a big supporter of anything positive to do with the line. So Good man. top man, Nico. I often have uh, chats with Nico on the side. Uh, great guy. We will definitely get him on the podcast yes, at some stage. Absolutely. Um, can't wait for that chat. So Nico has gone for Bothar, Clavian, Magnus, and Carpathius. And his reasoning is Bothar and Clavian because they don't have them. So fair enough. Nico is not a customizer, so uh, totally understand that too. Um, Magnus, because, well, it's Magnus. I do understand it's an yeah. awesome figure, and Carpathia's because he wouldn't mind a second one. Um, and there's obviously no there's obviously no other ones that he wants that he needs from that list because I know Nico's a bit of a completist at heart, so he's I think he is trying to complete the line. So, um, it's fair. Pretty cool choices. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, with the buzz around Magnus when he first came out, we surprised if the Horseman just announced that uh, a Magnus is selected just because it's Magnus. He's told us he's in it. <laughs> well, I understand. I think the Arathir line have been added because they're almost a miss. Uh, what would you call a lost wave? Because they, because of how long it took, because of COVID, I think there are a lot of people. I very nearly didn't get them, and I was, you know. Well, I think the popularity of the line grew so yes. much between the 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 availability of the Arathir wave on pre-order. And how much they produced, and maybe the Alithia wave. So maybe if you looked at the production numbers of the Arathir versus Alithia, the gap is bigger yes. than maybe any of the other. And yet they're some of the best. Well, they're almost. Would you say the Arathir wave? Was... What's one of the best waves of action figures yeah, ever? It's one of those waves that was a, t- a turning of the tide. As good as the figures already were, 
Oh, they jumped a level, yeah. Yeah, yeah. incredible. Because I remember when they were revealed, you would kind of were looking at them going, how are they going to do these? You know? And they did them. Um, Moving on, our next loyal fan and uh, top Welshman, Guion. Hondax, he goes by on Facebook and posts on our page. Second top Welshman. Second top <laughs> No, you're on the podcast. Yeah, okay. so that's fair enough. Then. Yeah, we take it for granted. And he's from North Wales as well, so even better. Someone else will probably get on the show at some point. <laughs> oh, for sure, yes, if he's willing and able. Um, and he's a super dwarf fan, so not surprisingly, he's picked both dwarves, uh, both are, and King Brandon. Gone for Gorthok and Sir Ignatius. And he says, on the whole, I'd be happy with most of these choices anyway. So that means most of all of the 20 and 24, really. Uh, with some exceptions that some certain vampire-loving Welshman <laughs> wouldn't appreciate. <laughs> Who could he be talking about? I don't know. Well, I think <laughs> you have a thing going on. I can't wait to get him on and just leave the two at it. Um, I think... Brumden is an underappreciated figure from people who have never bought a dwarf. As you guys mentioned in episode seven, he's incredibly... See, he's even quoting from our episodes. Uh, he's incredibly versatile, and he comes with loads of accessories, and he's also really easy to army build. I doubt he'll get it, but that's the reason I'd prefer him over both our so sure. shoes. I think he could be yeah. in there. But that is, that is also... Um, a good point that uh, King Brandon does come with the night helmet, the kind of uh, roundish pointy one. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah, it's got a really cool. Is it a dragon and, thing on the top? And to repeat, yes. and to repeat yeah. again, he's he's almost a two point before two point exist in terms of quality of figure and um, yeah. parts and all that sort of thing. So. Okay, so we got Archer Hawk. Uh, from France. So uh, he said both are because I have a Brandon, but not uh, not a both are. But he'd like him with both pauldrons. It's easier to create a new dwarf with if you have the two pauldrons. But Archer, don't worry, I'll send you a pauldron if you need one. Um, Freya, because he needs more female bodies, and this is the one he prefers between the four and the vote. So that's I think that's smart thinking. Then if you want female, I think I think we said. That, um, yeah. But he'd also be happy with any of them. Sorry, no, no, I was going to say I think we spoke on Freya before, didn't I? Or at least in my opinion, yeah. she's a great female figure. She's she's awesome. Yeah. And then then he finally sees sense uh, with Gortok. <laughs> <laughs> I like orcs with green skin, but Orku is an easy custom with the war they have to play orcs. Oh, do they exist? <laughs> Um, and the paint job on Gorthok looks amazing. For the alumni, I'd say Pixis to join the Necronominous wave. True, although strictly from the lore, he's Sons of the Red Star. But um, we'll see about him and Necronominous. And to comment on the vote, he's happy that they chose to come back with a more simple voting system than last time. Without so many categories, it's less frustrating. Oh, here, here. I think everyone's oh, I'd agree with that. that. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Okay. And then uh, we have a few more where they didn't uh, expand upon, but we have Scott Baker, um, who I met at Legion's Con last year. I'm sure all you, you guys met oh, him. Yeah. Sir Galeron, Clavian, Gorthok, and Sir Ignatius. I think they're classic choices. Uh, Jesse Arnold, he's gone for 
Azza Gortok. Uh, he's gone for Asterion and the alumni and Grisha as well. So interesting. Then on Instagram, we had uh, HatterMD and he went with Kalevian and Gortok for sure, inclined to give the third vote to Bromden, but I could be persuaded to help the campaign win, to help a campaign win. So, you know, he's he's for turning for your third one there. And alumni is Sir Ignatius, the perilous in paint is stunning to see in person. And then the last one on Instagram is, if that's your customer, a custom barrier for me, really enjoying the podcast, fellas. I'm laid low with long COVID, oh, get well soon. Um. And you guys, along with Toy Power Podcast, are the reason why I'm staying sane. All the best. Well, thank you very much. If you put us in the same category as Toy Power, I'm uh, very, very flattered. So that's great. So that's what I had from our socials. I'd also like to shout out a few people this week. Um, we had Curtis again, bigging us up in the cabal. Thank you very much, Curtis. Yeah, thank you, Curtis. Awesome. Uh, we love your show as well. Don't forget, guys, go... Uh, check out the off world check out shooting the shelf um also check out their group the legends verse they have uh the shooting the shelf the off world podcast and the legends of grayskull with the Dooch and sean skavarna that's a he-man podcast so they're building a little uh a little uh, bit of ip there with their three podcasts so fair play to them as uh, someone that i forgot to shout out last week is joe gonsalves Always uh, bigging us up on the Instagram, especially, and likes all our posts. And uh, he was the winner of my custom on the Legion's Lounge. Um, and he's a super guy and he's a great customizer himself as well. So check out his stuff. Um, so thank you, Joe. Thanks for listening this week. Um, from me, from Mal, from Richard, it's good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.